There was a time where the M and MTV stood for music. Nowadays, it's all about crappy reality shows with their fake drama or that stupid teen mom show where, the, where these kids keep popping out babies just so their seasons can keep getting renewed. But back then, there used to be hours and hours of music hosted by VJs. And I said DJs, video jockeys, for anybody who doesn't remember what those are. You know, they were like DJs, but with just a little bit more talent. And I hate DJs, by the way. They think it's so tough just to hit shuffle on whatever device that they're using. One VJ stood above the rest in those days, and his name was Pauly Shore. He broke into Hollywood and gave me one of the most memorable movies from my youth. Today's movie is 1992's Encino Man. He's an ice cube. Two California teenagers have defrosted a million-year-old caveman. <laughs> ah! Now they're going to wash him, feed him, and teach him to be normal. That's boring, dude. Normal. We're going psycho with him, bro. And Encino High is about to learn the truth. He's a caveman. Encino Man. That's barbaric. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. While this movie was being written and created, it was almost called California Man. What a, what a shitty name, to be honest with you. I'm really glad that they changed it to Encino Man. It just sounds cooler. The words aren't as long. I mean, California Man. I mean, think about having to say that for the past 20 years. It just comes off as really lame. One thing I like the most about Pauly Shore movies is the fact that he's himself. And it reminds me of, uh, of Ernest and all of those Ernest movies. You know, Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to jail, whatever you want to call their discard stupid. It's just, you can drop those characters in any situation and it's just them with a storyline. Nothing more, nothing less. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're not giving them like super freedom to create a brand new character. It's just them. Know what I mean? 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 I know what you mean. There are a lot of scenes in this movie where you really have to suspend belief. And I'm not saying suspending belief of the blatant obvious of a caveman being brought back to life in the present day 90s. There's just a lot of scenarios in this movie where you really have to question, would that have really happened? Would I have been allowed to do this or that? And, and we're going to get to those scenes pretty soon. Hell, let's start with one of those scenes right now. So, the beginning of this movie starts off with Link and a companion of his trying to stay warm in the Ice Age. Millions of years back, right? Um, what really bothers me, and it bothers me to to like pretty much no end in some of these movies where they have cavemen. Or you're really going a little further into the Dark Ages or Vikings or whatever it is. And everybody's so nicely groomed. Geez, I, I'm pretty sure the women had leg hair and underarm hair and, and, you know, and I'm pretty sure the dudes didn't, you know, shave or, you know, they didn't have an edge up. They didn't have a they didn't have a fade in their haircut. You know, th those things bother me. It shouldn't. And I should pay attention more to the source material and the story and the acting. But son of a bitch, I just get bothered by the fact that nobody has 70s style porn pubes coming out of their outfits. And, you know. I'm just getting weird here, and I apologize for that, but those things just bother me. Once that Ice Age intro is done, and you're done listening to my ridiculous rant, we meet Dave. Dave is played by Sean Astin of Goonies fame, Lord of the Rings, 51st Dates, Rudy, 
Um, just so many. This dude's got a great filmography. And then you get his hippie style friend, played by, you guessed it, Pauly Shore. Um, one thing about Pauly Shore, when I was a kid, I always got him confused with Rhea Perlman, you know, the, the bartender from, from Cheers, or the mom from Matilda. Um, she just, I just always thought they were the same person. It must have been the hair. But I should start a conspiracy theory, because you never see them in the same room at the same time or in the same scene. <laughs> I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. And in one of those suspend belief moments... Dave and Stoney are digging a hole in Dave's backyard to build a pool or to make some sort of underground pool, whatever you want to call it. They're digging a humongous hole. And if you really think about it, Dave's parents really didn't give a shit. Had I had dug a hole in the backyard just to make a pool, my parents would have whooped my ass. Second, that hole that they made was humongous and they only did it with two shovels. Jeez. Somebody better call Ripley's because I don't believe this one. To no one's surprise, an earthquake happens in California. But this one actually brings a chunk of ice to the surface. And Dave and Stoney realize that there is a silhouette of a human in this block of ice. Well, naturally, you'd call the police or whatever it is. But they decide, hey, let's thaw it out. Let's show off this caveman. And for some reason, this line always makes me laugh. Let me let me set up this little clip for you. Dave wants to exploit this caveman discovery, and he wants Stoney to tell no one about this. This has got to be our secret, okay, Stone? You can't tell anybody. Nobody. Can I tell Steve Guzer? No one. All right? Nobody. Okay. You understand? Yeah. No one. Zip. Thank you. Dee-doo-da. I really don't know why, but that line always gets a reaction out of me. And maybe it's probably because we find out that later on that Steve Kuzer is a school janitor. I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I really don't know. It just always makes me laugh. It kind of reminds me of that scene in Pee-wee's Big Adventure where he finally gets the motorcycle and he just kind of teeters over and falls through the sign. I, it's one of those, I, I will always laugh at that. But Dave's a fucking hypocrite and he tells Stoney, obviously, hey, don't tell anybody. The first thing he does is go tell his crush, Robin. Hey, I got a caveman. What a moron. Brendan Fraser does not get enough credit for his acting ability in this movie. Now, granted, I know that he hardly had any lines. He just grunted. But if you really think about it, his physical acting was top notch. He was able to show different types of emotions, all different types of wide range by just using body language. The only other person that I knew that could do that and better than anybody else was Mr. Bean. The thing I like the most of Brendan Fraser's character, Link, is the fact that he shows up in other Pauly Shore movies. You know, it kind of makes him seem somewhat canon. Um, it's just kind of weird because Link shows up as a student and son-in-law. Um, he eats the frog, you know, that, that plastic frog out of uh, Crawl's hat. And then somehow he's in the army. So I kind of wonder if these movies are like are really connected because he was in high school, then he goes to college, then he enlists in the military. What I, I wish that they would literally somebody would write a story that tied all those together. Um, that'd be really cool to see. 
So many scenes come to mind when discussing this movie with anyone. My friends, my wife, surprisingly. And I feel like everybody has seen this movie, but in clips or bits and pieces. I don't think really anybody remembers this movie from beginning to the end. But one scene in particular that everybody seems to gravitate to is a convenience store scene. Stoney tries to heat up a burrito. He takes Link to the candy aisle and tries to give him nutritional advice. And then they do the epic Wheeze the Juice. And that is when you, uh, you know, you try to drink an Icy from the machine and instead of pouring it into a cup. And you know what? Here's the clip. It may be a tad bit long, but I swear it's going to be worth it. The gills. Okay. You're probably used to eating twigs, right? But out here in the U.S. of age, buddy, we got something called the four basic food groups. And Link, this is not one of them. Oh. Look at what we have here. Dairy group. Dairy group. Milk duds. You hide these under your pillow, bro, so your mom doesn't find them. If she does, you're tweaked, buddy. Uh. You keep on cruising. Fruit group. Sweet tarts. Oh. These are killer, buddy. So citrusy, dude, you'll freak. Keep on cruising. Uh-huh. Hi, this is the vegetable group. Vegetable group. Oh, corn nuts. Oh, put them on a pedestal, bro. Look at that. Yeah. Those are kill, huh? Meat group! Come on, take the meat group! These are my favorite. Oh. <coughs> hey, you gotta be equal. Equals. 50-50, huh? here. Mm. Mm. <coughs> Damn! Figures hot on the outside, icicle in the middle. Two minutes. <laughs> but you like that, right? Because you're a caveman. Cool, buddy. <laughs> the beverage. I see, bro. This is what put this place on the map. Oh. What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? No, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this here. Ah. Now, now, we must leave now, please. Look, Kashmir Rajneesh, why don't you just chill? No, but still. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we zing the juice. We's the juice. No, 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 we zing the juice. No, we need the juice. Hey, juice. Chill, bud. No, but, but, no, no, no. It's okay. Just chill. I'll be back. No, but, chill. Seeing this movie as a somewhat adult, I tend to notice that the more I watch it, the more cringeworthy Dave becomes. Um, he's just like, he's trying too damn hard to be cool. And then up uh, to top it off, he's bugging Robin, his childhood crush over and over and over just with these weird things. He even shows a picture of them as kids in the shower. This dude's fucking weird. He reminds me of those guys that, that get a phone number from a chick. And, uh, I apologize for saying chick, but anyways, he, he gets a phone number and immediately texts her in the morning. As soon as he gets up, Hey, good morning. How did you sleep? And about an hour later after she didn't respond, hey, how's your day going? And he keeps texting on the hour every hour until he gets some sort of acknowledgement. Or if you're part of the social media age like everybody else, he's one of those guys that comments on models pages and in, in, in his thought process thinking that the model is going to see his one comment that says, hey, they're beautiful. How are you? And that she's going to just somewhat fall head over heels in love with him and respond back. I'm sorry for that long-winded rant. 
but geez, it just looking at that just it gets me every time. When looking at this movie, everyone seems to think that Matt, who is Robin's boyfriend, is the bad guy. And to be honest with you, he's really not. He is just stopping some weirdo from harassing his girlfriend day in and day out. And I don't blame him. He does bully Dave around quite a bit, but you know what? It's warranted. He deserves it. I, I, I love this clip right here. And um, it really just shows you the type of person that Matt is. And, you know, it kind of proves my point that he's trying to just, you know, stop Dave from messing with his girl. You've been a headache ever since the third grade. God. I know about your stupid palm king bullshit. Forget it. Robin wouldn't piss on your gums if your teeth were on fire. Yeah, she would. <laughs> Shush! Hush, please! Showing your ignorance again, Morgan. Some of us pump. And some of us slump. You should try some pump, Morgan. Might clear up your acne. Stoney seems to be the only character that just wants to have fun and not use Link as a pawn in a shitty quest to become popular. He takes him to a water park and they really form a legit friendship. How many of us have them friends? Ones we can depend on friends. Shut the fuck up! I don't even like Houdini. Dave's plan of, of school domination backfires on him miserably as Link starts to become popular and to be honest with you that's when everything goes downhill for Dave. It all comes to light when Link decides to steal the driver's ed car and takes Dave, Robin and Stoney for a joyride. They end up at a bar and make three friends who are cholos. Now if you don't know what a cholo is they're often portrayed as uh, Latin gangsters you know the guys with the khaki pants and the white shirt and the bandana that comes just right above their eyes. Um, one of them is played by Richard Montoya. And if you don't know who he is, this is an appropriate clip because Easter is this month. And once you hear him, you'll know, you'll remember this dude from Nacho Libre. Your only job is to cook. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? His character, Enrique, is very jealous. He doesn't want anybody to look at his girl in the bar or club, whatever they wanted to call this place. What's sad is my wife says that his jealousy reminds her of me. What a fucking jerk she is. I'm glad she doesn't listen to this show because she would have heard this and I would have been in trouble along with the other millions of things that I, that I get in trouble for, leaving a sock on the floor, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But... This clip of him giving the rules is epic. Hey, Enrique, Dave, Enrique. Hey, man. You about to see that muchacho over there, man? Oh, yeah. You see her? You see her? Yeah. Don't be looking at her, man. You see her? No. If I see any man looking at my muchacha, that man will no longer be recognizable as a man. Now, this bar that these three miners are in gets raided by the police. Dave's the only one that gets arrested and locked up. 
From that point, he despises everything that he has created in Link. Link never becomes bad or anything. It's just Dave just hates the fact that he has become popular. And Dave is still in the exact same spot that he is. So Dave pulls a dick move and wants to leave this dude stranded on the side of the road. Stoney shows up in his little moped and tries to stop him. Um, this scene, you know, it, it's like the most dramatic scene in the whole movie. But it also delivers a classic line that I believe that needs to be on a t-shirt. Here you go. It's not happening, Dave. I'm sorry, that's not how it works with friends, man. You don't bag your friends just because they get in your way, no matter what, dude. Like you care? The only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chilling, and grinding. Yeah, well, I happen to care right now. Matt discovers who Link really is after going through his files at school. He notices that there are veterinarian papers and rabies shot cards. And, well, what a shitty staff, right? They didn't even bother to even do anything with this. Anyways, he also breaks into to Dave's house and gets the Polaroid pictures and finds out that this dude's really a caveman. So with, with that information that he has, he wants to go sabotage Link's crowning of Homecoming King. And it doesn't work out as well as he thought. I know the truth. Do you want to know the truth? Do you want to know what he really is? He's a caveman. In the end, Dave gets the girl, he gets the throws after prom party, but most importantly, we finally get to see them put to use that hole in the ground he calls a swimming pool. <sighs> and to be completely honest with you, Dave was a piece of shit in this whole film. He deserves nothing. He wasn't an underdog. He wasn't a sympathetic figure. He wasn't the nice guy. He wasn't any of that shit. He was a fucking creeper who pushed and pushed and pushed until he got what he wanted. And that was somebody else's girlfriend. What an asshole. To close out this movie, we get yet another earthquake and another cave person. But this time, she thaws out in a record-breaking two minutes. I'll never understand it. It's a suspensive belief, my friends. So, she turns out to be Link's girlfriend, otherwise known to Stoney as he named her, the Cave Nug. She's played by Sandra Hess, who embarrassingly has been... In Mortal Kombat Annihilation, she plays Sonya Blade, and uh, I, I, I feel sorry for her for being in that. Encino Man is my favorite Pauly Shore movie, with Son-in-Law being a very close second. And the only reason Son-in-Law is a second is because the Country Channel just plays that movie non-stop. You know, I, I, sometimes you get a little bit tired of it, but Encino Man, I don't. It's one of those movies where you don't need the nostalgia goggles to enjoy it. You can actually take them off and put them away for a little bit and, and just pretty much soak in this movie. It's a 90s time capsule. There were actually plans of a sequel, but nothing really ever materialized. Up until recently, Pauly Shore starred in a movie called Guest House. Um, I would like to say that it came out in like 2020. I immediately bought it. I didn't even have to look at the trailer, to be honest with you. I saw Pauly Shore on there and... I just had this rush of memories because I love the dude's movies. I don't care what anybody says. And when I watched it, it's exactly what you think it'd be. It's one of his movies. 
Nothing more, nothing less. It's Pauly Shore back to his true form. And to be honest with you, one scene that sticks out the most is the possum scene. That shit is fucking wild. But it's a great movie. I recommend anybody who's a fan of his go out and buy it. Some in whatever form you can. Digital, uh, physical copies. It's a great movie. But while he was doing press for this and other stuff, they were they asked him, Hey, what do you think about, you know, with all these reboots coming on, what do you think about a sequel to Encino Man? He was all for it. Brendan Fraser was all for it. And, you know, if the fans can get behind it, I may want to see where these characters led up to, like what happened to them. But only time will tell. Normally, I'd let you guys know where to find this movie, but to be honest with you, it's tough. Disney owns this movie, and with like any other Disney movie, they have like a tight grip on it. But you can purchase it on digital and whatever platform you want to. It's not free on YouTube. You're not going to get it there. Um, you can still buy it on DVD. I don't think it's on Blu-ray. I really don't. It's not on Blu-ray at all. Um, just any way, shape, or form, I'd say you go out and try to find and just watch this movie. Watch it with your family. You know, because in one day, I really hope that Disney Plus decides to stream this. So everybody can enjoy this all at once. It's a great movie to show any generation. And... As usual, you can catch me on Instagram at slash underscore vision underscore TV. You can write me. You can talk shit to me. I really don't care. It's fun. Um, I've gotten a couple hate letters. Who cares, right? Well, that's all the time I got for today. So until next time. I'll be back. Hmm.